0: Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Hi, and welcome to episode 265 of Martha Runs the World. Thank you so much for joining me today. I truly appreciate it. This week, I'm going to talk all about my trip to Nevada and to the bootleg boogie race and my vacation and what happened during that time. If you listen to my past episodes, you know all about my traumatic accident, my fall on the trail. And if you didn't, I will quickly review, and I won't spend a lot of time on it. it. If you're a past listener, I know you're probably bored about hearing of it. In December, December 16th, I was doing a trail run. I was actually training for this race that I went to, the bootleg boogie. I was It was going to be my first 50-miler, and I was training. And I was running on a trail in the headlands that I've run on a 100 times before, and I tripped on a rock, and I fell, and I shattered my shoulder, broke my arm, even dislocated my shoulder at the same time as shattering it, I guess. But I had to have surgery, so I couldn't run the race. So I was out for a long, long time. But since I made vacation plans and everything, I decided to go anyway. And my friend Michael, who is the race director, he said, why don't you come down and work for me, since you're going anyway? So I said, okay, I'll do it. So I planned on doing it and going down and enjoying myself and working anyway since I couldn't run and it would be fun to see other runners and support them and I am so happy I did. Wow what a terrific trip it was. It was so much fun. It was really really great. I loved it. I just am so happy I went. I was out of town six days. I left on Thursday, February 1st. I drove straight from I picked up the rental car because I don't own a car. So I picked up the rental car at the airport at SFO and drove to Boulder City, Nevada, straight down. Now, I should have left earlier. I left at 9 a.m. I probably should have left at 8 a.m., but there was a lot of rain that day. It was raining off and on and off and on and off and on. So I was on 5 and I I was on Highway 5 and going pretty well. And then I'd see this dark cloud up ahead, and I knew it r- would rain. And everything slowed down. And then you're outside of the dark cloud, and then it's like either a white cloud where nothing was happening, or blue skies. So you, then it was nice for a while, and then it would rain and nice. N- no rain, rain, no rain, no rain, no rain. So that was <laughs> that took a lot of t- more time than I thought it was going to take. It was okay. And I'll talk about the car that was given to me from the rental company a little bit but at least it had a little bit of power so i could go pretty fast and that was nice um it took longer than i thought i got to boulder city later it was a long long drive because of all the rain and everything so but that was all right i got there fine the motel in boulder city was okay it was decent i mean it was fine i would say four out of five it was fine it's the Sands. It's right on the Nevada Way or Nevada Highway or forgotten the name of the main main street in Boulder City. It's not like it's a big town. It is, and it's small. It's a cool little town. I like this place. It's like the only town or the only city in Nevada that doesn't have gambling, but it's really neat. It's it's pretty well focused on the history of the area, on the railroad. There's a railroad museum in town apparently and it's a few only a few minutes from um hoover dam so it's really neat and the race was just out of town in this in this area this um wilderness area really neat neat area the sands was good it was clean quiet and safe so everything you would want it was a little dated i i kind of like hotels that are a little bit more up to date but that was okay it was unfortunately a spring mattress and I think it hurt, it hurt my arm. So every morning I woke up and my arm was kind of achy. My right or my left shoulder and my arm where I had surgery, it was a little achy every morning and I couldn't figure out what was hurting it except that in, uh, Monday night, I stayed at a different hotel in another town, which had a memory foam mattress. And then after I got up, my arm didn't hurt. And I said, Oh, that's got to be the mattress from the sands, but that was the only thing that I, you, and that it was, The mattress and the hotel being a little out of date was the only thing I could find wrong with it. It was just a nice hotel other than that. The staff at the Sands were top-notch. They were so nice and so pleasant and really, really nice to deal with. I don't know if I'd stay there again if I go back. Well, I'm going to go back and do the race myself next year, determined. Okay, I worked at the race. I saw how it is. I'm going to do it next year. I really, really am. I'm not sure if I'm going to stay at that hotel again. I'll figure it out next year. We'll we'll see. Now, the next day was Friday. Friday morning early I met up with Michael, the race director. Early in the morning and we did a whole bunch of stuff that day. We got things ready, we had to pick up a bunch of stuff, had to load up the the truck that he had with all the supplies. Just was very very busy most of the day. And then by by nighttime I was pretty tired and went back to the hotel and there's not a whole lot of food choices in town so you get what you you know you get what you can get (laughs) so I think I had Chinese food that night and it was it was okay it was all right now Saturday morning I had to be at the race site at 4 a.m so that came really quickly and I'll tell you it was super cold really cold it was like 30 degrees. It was really, really cold. I had to wipe down the back window, um because there was a little ice on it. And, um, yeah, of the car. And it, yeah, it was super cold. I'm glad I brought some gloves. I got these great gloves for Christmas, um, that have some lining in them. So I'm glad, so glad I brought those. So my hands were nice and warm. And see, the 100 miler runner started at 5 a.m., so I had to be there at four. So I did a whole bunch of things early in the morning, helped out. There was one part where we had to direct the runners because it was a little confusing. The course was not the easiest course. There were a lot of turns and a lot of different ways the runners had to go. So I must say that it was not the easiest course to follow and many runners got lost. Hopefully it'll be a little bit easier next year or or maybe make it, simplify it. I'm not sure. I'm not the race director, but it would be nice to make it just a teeny little bit easier. But other than that, uh, or maybe make more signage or something, we'll figure it out. We'll make it better next year. The staff that Michael had working at the race were just the best. I met some really nice people, saw a couple people I knew already. Rob, I worked with Rob at the main Aid station most of the day. He's just a great person. What a terrific person. Michael's very lucky to have him. He, he just was awesome. There was a uh, the teen daughter, Elle, of one of the runners. She was great there that night. I got to meet up with Charlene. I know Charlene should be a runner, but I met her husband, Fred, and I got to meet Jen and Rona and they are so amazing so terrific and they they did the aid the caldera aid station and they just made that place magical they also manned the veterans aid station which i did as well for part of the day i think on sunday um we both did that aid station that's a really cool aid station i'll talk about that a little bit there were other people that i'm sure i forgot but it was just really really cool just really nice people and it turned in it never got warm Saturday. It was pretty cold that day, but it was just so beautiful. You could see the whole valley. You could see Boulder City there and the mountains like towards um towards Death Valley and then you could see the East Mountains. And you couldn't where we were, you you couldn't see Las Vegas, but you could see all kinds of other sites. It was really pretty. It was really, really beautiful. Beautiful views. And I have to say that the sunrise from where I was was just spectacular. I live in the city. I don't get to see these big desert skies very often. And I've forgotten how much I like the desert. One of the reasons why I want to move to Nevada, North Nevada, though, Reno, is because I do like that desert and I like those big skies. You do not get big skies like you do in the desert. The desert has incredible skylines just these beautiful skies. I I love the mountains even more than the desert, but in the mountains, you don't get those big skies. (laughs) The desert has those huge skies like nowhere else I've ever seen. And I don't know why my voice is scratchy today. I I don't know why. So pardon me for that. Now, Sunday, now I was so tired that by about 7, 6, I guess it was 6 p.m., I was falling asleep and I went back, went back to the hotel and got some food and passed out. I got these really good crispy chicken. They were supposed to chicken tenders, but it was a whole or a half breast of chicken. And it was really good. It was actually very, very tasty. I know if I lived there, I'd probably get it a lot. And um, I was wearing my Iron Maiden cap and the, and the kid who was working there had a Metallica t-shirt. So we talked about metal while they were preparing the food. So that was kind of cool. But it this is not a chicken tender. This is a half chicken breast. It was delicious. It was really, really good. So that was fun. And then Sunday came on and I was got, got there about 6am on Sunday. And I worked there till like about one. And, uh, I manned the veteran aid station for part of the day until all the runners were through. And then I came back and worked there and we, uh, we cheered on the last of the hundred milers, got them through, Or at least I think there were a couple left, but uh, Rob and Michael were going to handle those. But we got almost everybody through and got them their buckles and their hats and their shirts and everything. And then I just said goodbye to everybody and I took off and I went to see Hoover Dam. I've never seen Hoover Dam before, so I thought I'd go see that. Probably not the best thing to do on a Sunday afternoon, let me tell you. Because it wasn't just me there. It was me and every tourist ever in the Vegas area was there. It was so crowded. Now, I did get a free parking spot. There are lots of free parking spaces. If you're willing to park far away and and go down a bunch of stairs and know that you're going to go up a bunch of stairs. That doesn't bother me, of course. But a lot of people don't want that. So they'll pay 10 bucks for parking to get closer. I'm not gonna pay ten bucks if I if all I have to do is walk. I don't care. So that was kind of cool. But it was even with all the tourists and everything, it was fun to see the dam. I was very disappointed in the visitor center is being remodeled, so I couldn't see that. So I'm gonna have to go back, not on a Sunday or Saturday, but early on a weekday morning when they first open up. I think that's the best thing to do. Yeah, I'm reading a book all about it, so it's fascinating. The history of the Hoover Dam is fascinating. Monday morning I drove out of Nevada and back to California. I didn't drive straight home though. I drove as far as Desert Hot Springs and stayed at a very nice hotel. Now, I thought this would be easier to get home. What well, really wasn't, to be honest, I probably should have stayed at Tehachapi. That would be, would have been like the perfect place to stay but I didn't know any better. I thought, oh, this would be cool, because I kind of like the Palm Beach, Palm Desert area, and it was okay. I mean, the hotel was wonderful. Oh my gosh, let me tell you about the hotel. The place was really nice, and I wanted to stay in Palm Springs, but it's just too expensive there. I can't afford it. I mean, they're like $250, $300, so I couldn't afford that. This place was not was not that much it was more than I usually spend but it was pretty nice and the hotel room was amazing it was just so nice wonderful bed a a walk-in shower that is big with glass doors and everything oh I love that shower that shower is just incredible and and the staff was really really nice and, and that was just a nice place to stay I looked at the map and and desert hot springs is like probably like how Palm Springs used to be when it first started before all the fancy movie stars and and all the elite moved in and made it really expensive. That's what Desert Hot Springs is. I also realized that there's no like restaurants or anything around there, so I would have to get my food and bring it in. So I, I bought my food and brought it in to the hotel room, and I just had a lovely, lovely time just chilling out, eating, and just taking it easy that night. I did get up early and they had a nice breakfast there at the hotel. So I had my breakfast, coffee, and then I took off. The thing is that the drive home was really hard because, again, it rained and then it wouldn't rain and then it rained and then it didn't rain and then it rained and then it didn't didn't rain. I swear to God, that that went the whole way up until San Jose when the skies were blue and it was much easier, of course, when you hit San Jose, though you hit traffic. So it's not that much easier. Now I, I rent mid-sized cars. I don't run those t- teeny little crappy cars anymore because the last time I did, that was just terrible. I'm going to see how much more SUVs are to rent because I, I don't know. I don't. I like this car. It was a Toyota Corolla, but I don't like sitting all the way down so low. And I'll tell you, the, the car had power. It was easy to drive, but it had the tiniest gas tank I've ever seen. It only held about eight and a half gallons of gas, which meant that I had to stop a lot for gas. Oh my gosh. I was stopping all the time. It took me like a tank and a half to get to Boulder city. Yeah, it did. It shouldn't have taken that much. And it wasn't like it was using up gas. It was like to fill the tank was like $35. So it wasn't like using that much. It just didn't hold much gas. So, uh, uh-uh, I, I would, well, when I buy a car, it's going to be an SUV. But if I was going to buy a sedan, I certainly wouldn't buy that car. It did have a lot of power and it was easy to drive. So I will give it that. And it was very comfortable. The seat, considering that I was driving for hours and hours, the seat was very, very comfortable. So I'll give it that. So that's a plus. But that tank is just too tiny for anything. I mean, how? I don't know. I, I don't like stopping for gas all the time or going for an hour and say, oh my gosh, I've used a, I've used a quarter of the tank. At first I thought it was like a gas guzzler, but no, nah, it wasn't. When I fill it up and it's like $35 and I know gas is expensive, nah, it's not a gas guzzler. <laughs> I'm so happy that I went. At first I was a little trepidatious because I was thinking, oh, is it going to make me feel worse? Is it going to make me feel Bad that I not able to run, not at all. I I did well. I yes, I I have been feeling bad that I hurt, had my accident, and I've been feeling really really down. I must say, the holidays were terrible. I was really depressed over Christmas and New Year's, and feeling probably at the worst I have been in a long long time. But this trip lifted my spirits. It did me a world of good. It made me feel so much better and so much more hopeful for my future. I know that things are brighter. I know that things are going to be better and that it's going to be okay because I do have a future and not everything is dark. Yes, I've been through that dark tunnel. Yeah, I've been there and I hadn't seen that light at the end. I I've been in that dark cave, that horrible place, where you go and you don't know if there's even going to be a future. You you don't know if anything's worthwhile anymore. Yeah, that's where, the way I was over Christmas, where everyone around you is having a good time and having fun and everything's great, but you're not. You're sitting there wondering, why do I even try to do anything anymore? Why bother? Why even bother? But this trip made me realize these people. These running people are just amazing and terrific people. And they just are so fantastic. They made me feel so much better that all of them have been through, have, all of them have had their own trials and tribulations. They know what it's like to feel lost. They know what it's like to feel disappointment. They've been there. They know. And yet they too can finish a hard race. They too can train and do hard things and I can too I can get through the hard times and I can move forward and I can start again because I am starting again <laughs> I'm starting my training from ground zero I've been walking walk 3 to 4 miles on my days off or when I can and I started doing my physical therapy for my shoulder and arm and it's not easy the exercises they gave me they are not easy They may seem simple if you don't have shoulder arm problems, but they're not easy for me. They're very, very difficult, so I'm doing them every day. I go back to my PT tomorrow morning, as of the recording of the show, and I'll go see them, and and we'll go over and do some more stuff, more hard things. I can do them. It's all right. So that was my trip, and that was well, well well-needed Vacation and I'm so happy I did it. And I will be running the bootleg boogie next year. Now, I'm gonna bring back a a feature that I did before December, and I'm gonna start doing it every week. And it's called My Final Word. Now, this story popped up a couple weeks ago, and I want to share my thoughts about it, but I'll tell you a little bit about it. The acting commissioning editor for Runner's World UK, Kate Carter. May be a serial cheater now she may be I'm gonna say may, she may not be, but she may be. It's not a hundred percent sure that she is, but it doesn't look good for her. She's run all the major marathons and she's a great runner. she's turned in good times. she's not a slacker, she's a very, very fast runner. but this came up because there's a few questionable times and a few questionable questionable things that she's done she missed a split in the 2023 london marathon giving her finish time of one hour 32 minutes and 12 seconds and that's not an accurate finish time because she missed a split so who knows what her real finish time is before that she's worn a bib where her bib number was partially obscured and where her Garmin watch wasn't working. Now that can happen. I've been in a lot of races where the, where someone's bib number wasn't showing. And of course your, your Garmin watch can not work at any time. That happens, but combine those things with everything else that's happening. And then it adds up. It all adds up. One of those on its own, not a big deal, but you combine everything. It adds up. She also claims to have had a missing race chip during the 2016 Berlin Marathon. If that's the case, if you have a missing race chip and you know about it before the race, you go to the help table and get and get that fixed. You don't wait till afterwards when someone asks you about it and they say, oh, I had a missing chip. Really? And you didn't do anything about it? Why didn't you fix it then? Why didn't you take care of it before the race? Instead of using it, as an excuse afterwards it's also been said that she ran the 2023 london marathon the same one where she missed the split she also ran without a chip at, at that one as well then she manually and this is the big one then she manually entered a gpx time of a race and the gpx time that she entered in happened to be the the time of the 2019 london marathon that she previously completed. So if you're going to enter a time manually, you're not going to enter it of a race that you did four years earlier. And you add that to everything else, there's a problem. If that was just the only thing, okay, well, you entered in the wrong time. So you can correct that and then enter in the right time. Or you can say, oops, sorry, I entered the wrong time. This is the right time but you add that to everything else to the fact that she's had a chip missing twice and never said anything about it before the race said, so, Oh, I'm sorry. My chip, my chip is missing. Or directly after the race, you go to the, go to the help table after the race and say, I lost my chip halfway through. This is my time. You can tell them that after the race, if if you miss a chip, or if, you're, or if your chip falls off for some unexplained reason, Halfway through the race, you can go tell them afterwards and tell and say what's going on. You're not gonna say, I lost a chip when someone questions you about it if you didn't say anything after the race or before the race. That's what I have a problem with. You don't say anything about it until someone questions you about it. That sounds weird to me. She states she's not a cheater. But I don't know. I mean, maybe she's not maybe these are all just oopsies that she forgot about maybe she doesn't care i don't know i mean i i can't say that she is or she isn't but it's kind of adding up isn't it interesting i would say so we'll see if anything comes out of it and we'll see if she does anything questionable in the future and that is today's show and you can see everything on the website at com. You can become a Patreon patron at the website, MarthaRunsWorld.com, as well as just throwing in a couple bucks if you want. And if you want to email me, it's martharunsworld at gmail.com. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.